This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Live and local in the morning from 6 to 9, covering all of your favorite teams with analysis and opinions to carry you through the morning on the Blitz 1170 and streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. We want to hear from you. Tweet slash X us at the Blitz 1170 or the text line is always open at 918-262-5072. Now it's time for the Morning Blitz. Here's Rick Corey. Welcome to Thursday. Oh, my goodness. We have made it to 6 a.m. on Thursday. We call it Other Friday. You know why. Because I know what's going to happen around noon today when you're considering lunch. We've got high school football tonight. We've got some, well, actually, we have college football for, what, 40 days in a row or something like that. Uh, We also have NFL football tonight. Yeah, there's some kind of football. Uh, college or pro right. for the next 50 days. There you go. I knew it was something along those lines. At any rate, and we have a, well, you, do you call Washington and the Bears NFL football? I mean, technically it is an NFL game. It is. They're getting paid. At it's, least the commanders have two yes, wins. Yes, they do. The commanders, and we, of course, watch a little bit because we have some local ties up there. They have something going on. We're happy about that. So we'll watch that one tonight. The Bears, meanwhile, are sometimes – you ever met somebody who watches NASCAR for the wrecks? That's what the Bears are. You watch just to see when they're going to crash and how that's going to go. But there, that's happening tonight. We have football right here on the Blitz tonight. Jinx will be at Norman North. 630 is our pregame here tonight. Plus, we got the guys, Pop and Colby, the show, out today at River Spirit Casino from 3 to 6 at the Scoreboard Sports Bar. They're going to have ways for you to win Dallas Cowboys tickets, plus ways for you to win tickets to see the Cowboys on Thanksgiving against the Washington Commanders, and we give you $500 spending cash, and all you have to do is go out and see them tonight. So we have much, oh, much to do. Also, there were some in uh, ref- uh, some changes yesterday from the NCAA we need to get into. Uh, <laughs> our uh, wild card baseball was, uh, don't blink, <laughs> it's over. Uh, as we head on toward the, uh, the divisional series, it was, uh, wow, that was something. It was fast. Well, And, and yesterday... There was one game you might consider close, and we'll get into that a little bit later on today. We have a finalist for the John Unitas Golden Arm Award, and it is littered with people who either play now or did play in Norman. <laughs> There's several of them. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, we've got some, uh, as I mentioned, NCAA changed the some rules yesterday, including the portal. We'll get into that. And there's actually there was a lot of rule changes yesterday that came out, not just the portal, but many others. We'll preview OU Texas yet again. And today we're going to have a, a good number of guests. We'll have, of course, first of all, Scott doing this day in sports history at 650. Then at about 655, here in the studio, Damar Neely. Uh, it's a name you haven't probably heard unless you've listened or watched Union Football. Damar is a senior football player at Union. He's been a running back and a linebacker. And during my time uh, there, he has always been one of my favorite guys just because of how hard this kid plays. Now, he's a senior, and he's a starter this year, played a lot of defense and played some running back as well. And Damar is a guy who has just had nothing but the world's best attitude. He's not been a star, as a matter of fact, until his senior year was a backup. And Damar... 
is one of the kids you look at, like they always talked about at Jinx that Alan Trimble would talk about program kids. Kids who would make up your program. By the time they were juniors and seniors, if they weren't starting, they were contributing tremendously, and he was. Well, Damar won our Heart of a Champion Award that we talked about right here on the Blitz 1170. We had an opportunity to get a high school athlete to go up to the Champions of Health Gala in Oklahoma City and meet Damar Hamlin and exchange jerseys, and it was Damar who got to do it. So we're going to talk to him about meeting Damar Hamlin what that was like, and what that word means to him. At 7.30, Ryan Aber, our OU Insider. Again, OU Texas Week. We're, <laughs> we'll ask Ryan, are you going to go down and knock out jello shots on Commerce Street? It's a good question, Scott File. Uh, I don't know if they still do it on Commerce Street, but they do it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've went down to OU Texas as a fan. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but did you hit Commerce Street? be honest the west end yeah yeah of course yeah, yeah. you kind of have to do that got to hit the west end don't you and it has changed a great deal from the old alley days and that kind of thing at any rate we'll talk to him about that at 750 kurt frederick union head football coach and at 8 30 travis hill this morning from down in muskogee you might uh, might not have noticed but the roughers are playing really good football and travis of course has got a history of being a really good football team all right so what else that's going on well there you know we had yesterday the numbers from that chiefs jets game and if you didn't see them, when I say numbers, I'm talking TV numbers. Once again, they're insane. And they're insane because of Taylor Swift. The Los Angeles Times, Scott File, actually got so fed up with the Taylor Swift thing, they counted how many times she was shown in the press box by the networks. Have you seen the story? Uh, no, I haven't seen the L.A. Times. I know our good friend Harold Coons up in, in Kansas City <laughs> did the same thing. So, What did Harold come up with? Uh, I have to go back because he had a – I'll have to go back and look on his Twitter because he had a um, – dry erase board right gotcha. so he was keeping track of mentions uh camera shots uh-huh. and commercials and like he was keeping track of like four different things for her good for I need harold. To go back and look yeah, that's good for harold well the the times just took the notice of how many times she was on camera it was 17. <laughs> that's more that's more than uh everybody except Mahomes, probably <laughs> it's certainly more than that well i don't know andy reed might have gotten there too at any rate if you look at the numbers for those games the TV numbers, it's not surprising, but a little bit funny. Mattress Mac is back at it again now that we are in baseball playoffs. We'll tell you exactly what uh, the one of the richer dudes in America has been betting. Remember last time out, he made some money. Evan Neal with the Giants. Here's a guy you'd probably never heard of unless you were a Giants fan. And now you have, and now he wishes he you hadn't heard of him. Evan Neal was, um, let's say, unhappy with the fans who were unhappy with the Giants. And he shot back. And uh, he called them burger-flipping sheep, basically, is what he said. He didn't call them that. That's not – here's the thing. That got carried away, Scott. What he said was, why would you worry about a sheep if you're a lion? And then he said, they're probably off flipping burgers. So someone took that and mashed the two together and said he called them burger-flipping sheep. Okay. Well, he did call them sheep. And he did call them burger flippers, but he did that in separate <laughs> in separate context. So is it fair to put those together and just say that he called everybody burger flipping sheep? In short, I guess that's accurate. But it's kind of not, though. Well, he did call them sheep, and he did call he them did, burger flippers. But he didn't call them burger flipping sheep. No, but he did call them both, so I guess that's... Uh, my point is, he did call them both, and it did get headlined the other way. Just less than number one. You you just never discur- that, right? disparage the fans. No. Just, you <laughs> In don't New York, I think <laughs> they'll come after you. Your guy will get cut. <laughs> now he's now this dude is six seven three sixty. 
So I really don't know that he's going to get met in the alley by, you know, Vito and the boys. No. But he is, uh, he's probably didn't win himself any fans there. And if you look around, you got to remember, too, the Giants are playing horrible football. So, you guys, and, and they paid their money, so they have a right to boo if they choose to boo. I'm not a guy who likes booing teams, whether they're your team or not. I'm not into that personally. But you you paid the money. You paid the 100 and whatever it was to get in. You bought the $20 beer. If the Giants play, like, terrible football, yeah, sure. I guess toss one out. I think you boo effort. Sometimes, you I, know. I agree. Something, you know, the ball bounces funny. You know, you hit a line like the Brewers last night. You hit line drives, but they're always at people. You can't boo that, but when a guy doesn't hustle, you boo that. Yeah, and it's it's sometimes hard to tell. And there, you never notice there, guys. RG three was one of these guys, and I was listening to an interview with him yesterday where he talked about how he'd like to play again in the NFL if somebody would give him a chance. Colin Kaepernick, um, give him a chance. And he was a guy when he ran, he never looked like he was putting out effort. He was one of those guys. Now you watch Sanders run. I mean, you saw snot flying and sweat flying, and he looked like, you know, every part of that dude was churning. Some guys, though, just don't look like they're putting out effort, in, but they're covering ground. Or like RG3 was one of those guys. Now, I, don't, I, I haven't watched Evan Neal specifically. I just know the Giants are a train wreck. As a matter of fact, the Giants and Bears would be the world's biggest pillow fight. I mean, that that's more than any pillow fight you ever saw in Animal House. That would be the world's biggest pillow fight. Well, the the Bears are playing the Panthers next month, so that might be right up there too. It, it could be close, right? And the, that's going to be a battle for the number one pick. And it, for the Bears, it could be the first and second pick, right? And and the Panthers, by the way, are looking at Tampa and looking at Baker Mayfield, going, "Where the hell was that? <laughs> what? I mean, what what was that?" And you heard the guys before us, two pros and a cup of Joe, talking about how. You know, there's this story going around in Tampa about what a great guy um, you know, he is. Baker Mayfield is taking his offensive line out and all that. And you heard Brady Quinn take umbrage to that. And he said, I, that's what quarterbacks do. Well, I don't know if he did it in, in Carolina or not, but they are certainly, I mean, much like Bo Nix, let's just say that Tampa Bay, Baker Mayfield has not met Carolina Baker Mayfield, and that's just fine with both entities. All right, so that's some of what we're going to be doing today. Plus, you can sign up to win Dallas Cowboys tickets by texting Dallas to 918-262-5072. Just text Dallas to 918-262-5072. Do that right now, and you have a chance to win a pair of tickets. All right, when we come back, there's an article today about Mike Gundy, and I'm not surprised because it's football season. So there are always articles about Mike Gundy. This is one I think is it's not unfair, but I do believe is out of place. I'll explain when we come back. At 610, I'm Rick Corey. He is Scott File, and it's getting nice outside. It's actually cool enough today on your drive to work that you might have to actually roll the window up just a little bit if you keep them down. 618 right here on the Blitz 1170. Rick Corey and Scott File. You can also find us, of course, right here at the Blitz 1170. We're all over the place. You can get our podcast as well. Listen to our interviews. You'll be able to do that. Coming up at 650 this morning, we'll have This Day in Sports History with Scott. Just after that, Damar Neely from Union will be here. Damar won our Heart of a Champion Award. He got a chance to go up and meet Damar Hamlin of the Bills and exchange jerseys. We'll talk OU Texas today with Ryan Aber. As a matter of fact, let's get into what our, we consider maybe the three biggest sports stories. 
stories of the day. And I think third would probably be, Scott, the changes coming in the NCAA. We are looking at changes to the transfer portal window, to whether you can take pictures or not, something we'll definitely get into just a little bit later on here today. Plus, there are some others, including the number of visits you can make on campuses and things from the NCAA. We'll get into some of those. Number two, well, that's got to be Oklahoma State and the folks at Kansas State. Huge, huge game for the Cowboys, and they're going to hear that game right here on the Blitz 1170. It'll be a 4.30 pregame tomorrow night. As a matter of fact, Colby will be over in Stillwater along with the folks as we do our entire pregame show over there, basically leading into Oklahoma State football. So that's what you're going to hear on the show tomorrow. It'll be all about Oklahoma State. Colby will be over in Stillwater, and we're going to go lead our way right into Oklahoma State and Kansas State at 4.30, 6.30 is the kickoff time. And that number one, it's got to be Oklahoma, Texas after a 49-0 beating last year. Brent Venables was asked this week if that was something his team thought about. Usually you say the momentum uh, a year ago shouldn't have anything to do with this year. Uh, We've got um, a much different team. Many of the players in our locker room weren't here, but there's certainly many that were. Uh, I don't want to... you know, skirt over that issue. Here's my question, Scott File, and to you out there as well at 918-262-5072. Does last year matter? 49 to nothing Longhorns. There are going to be people in that locker room who remember it, absolutely remember it. You've heard me say a dozen times you can start a game on a motion, but you have to win it on execution. You might be more fired up. Of course, if you need extra motivation running out of that tunnel in the Cotton Bowl, come on. But can that be a catalyst to actually go win a game? I, I think it has some, but you, you look at that game, and that's a completely different team than it is right now. I mean, yep. last year they didn't even have a quarterback who could throw a forward pass. <laughs> and now you have Dylan Gabriel, who's one of the top quarterbacks right now in the country. It's a completely different team. Yeah, for the guys who were on that, who were in the Cotton Bowl last year, revenge is a little bit of your fa- of the factor, but it's not like you – you were never really in that game, and and I and you know there were circumstances out of their control, obviously with Dylan Gabriel getting injured the week before, and I just, you, it's not like well you know we had our full, we had our full deck of cards and we just got mm-hmm. beat, but you didn't. I think it has some, but not a whole lot. I don't think it matters in the least bit. I, I think you you think during the week you can be angry about it uh, as you're about to run out of that tunnel. There has to be a billion things. Now, look, I never got to play at that level, but I did play in, in what were important games w- with my team. And I know that when you come out of one of those tunnels, your thoughts are about what you're supposed to be doing, butterflies about the other guys, what have you seen on film, making sure you remember all your assignments, You know, knowing the guy or the persons you're playing against and having studied them. Now, if you come out against a rival, I mean, when I was at Hale, Washington was our rival. We beat up on them sometimes, and they beat up on us sometimes. And that was a game that during the week there was more electric. And there probably was in the locker room. But the instant the first snap happens, it's a football game. So I don't know that it really matters. And I think, you know, Brent says you can't ignore it. And I think certainly if you're Brent Venables, you can use that as a little bit of, hey, dudes, you know, that when you're tired on that 10th sprint, remember that? I mean, to me, maybe, Scott, that's where it comes into more, is that, because once you prepare, you go out and you play the game, you play the game. And it's got a chance to be fascinating with two Johnny Unitas Golden Arm finalists and yours and Dylan Gabriel and some players out there. I mean, Jonathan Brooks, who they have found worthy, who's been great, and Oklahoma receiving core, who's been much deeper than anyone thought. If there's a key to this one, Scott, 
it may come down to the fact can Oklahoma run it enough? Because mm-hmm. they can throw it, and I don't think. I mean, I think Texas is obviously good to, defensively. They can throw it. Can you run them enough to keep them off balance enough that they don't just sell out to come get Gabriel? Now he's gotten the ball out so quickly this year, much like Penix, that he's been hard to get to. I know when they played here against Tulsa, it was step, drop, throw. Well, drop, step, throw. Drop. You know, it was just out. Boom. It was gone. You were there. You saw what happened. It was just gone. The ball. The ball was gone. Gone in a hurry. So if they, but if you can't run it at all and you can sell out to go get him, and he's not a bigger guy, so you can't get up up to knock balls down, that might be something else to watch. If they can't get there because Oklahoma is delivering it really quickly, which is where a guy like Drake Stoops comes in, then if they do get their hands up and if they knock down four or five balls, it could be a key as well. So to me, the running game has to be effective enough at least to make a play fake, make a linebacker pause. Well, yeah, and you also, you know, Hold possession, control the clock, keep your defense off the field, wear down that Texas defense, and you're kind of seeing it. It hasn't been as much of a factor as I thought it would be in the few games that I've watched this year. But, you know, with the clock running on first downs, you know, you're still losing six, seven plays. Mm-hmm. It's not as big as a factor as I thought it would be. But, I mean, all that goes into – you want to control the game. It is a right factor, down the though. Clock. It is it's, a factor. It's taking out at least a possession. And in some cases, in that Tulsa-Northern Illinois game, much more. Northern Illinois kept the ball for 11 minutes and 4 seconds, I think it was, on one drive. And in that, so you took away, so they, they took an entire, they probably took a possession and a half from Tulsa right there, as you said, by holding the ball. But then you take away the other parts of the, I mean, and you were losing, Tulsa probably lost three possessions in that game. Now they won because they were able to finally pull it out at the end, certainly. But that makes a difference. Those plays do matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I think it's it's crucial. You just control the game, grind out the clock, tire out, wear out their defense, keep yours fresh. If you can keep Jonathan Brooks under somewhat check, he's been really good. Mm-hmm. Now he hadn't played this defense yet in Oklahoma. So much better on defense this year. Danny Stutzman's playing great. A lot of good things out there. And you'll notice too, as, as much as they seem to be improved and are actually, you don't hear Brent Venables blowing their horn. He just says, we're better. We need to keep getting better. We'll take your text as well at 918-262-5072. What do you think Oklahoma has to do to win? If you're a Texas fan, what do you think Texas has to do to, fan, uh, to win? I know at least one Texas fan is listening, Zach. I know who you are. I seen you wear that or that burnt orange, the orange that we all hate up here. And my daughter hates too because, you know, Aggies. Uh, I, I know what you're doing. I, I get that. By the way, speaking of Aggies, that line is now some mile and a half long of students for tickets. <laughs> and I mean, they've got, they've got, uh, I haven't heard of Jimbo going out with pizza like Coach K used to do in Shashevskyville. Uh, but I do know that the, they have tents and generators and it looks a little bit like the Grove at Ole Miss now. I, you know, if you straighten it out, it'd go all the way over to the Bush Library. <laughs> I mean, go a long way, go across streets and all kinds of things. It'd be funny. All right, so that's a little bit about OU, and we'll, we'll, we're going to stay on that. We're going to talk Oklahoma, Texas, and especially this morning at 730, come back and talk with us as Ryan Aber, our OU insider, gets here. But I want to get into an article that was out this morning, and it's the timing is not surprising, and I, I get it. I, I understand why you put this out at this point, but it, it's a story about Mike Gundy. And it's a story about the highest paid coach in the Big 12. And there was recently a USA Today report of coaches. And there was not just of coaches' salary, Scott. There was one about the, the percentage of a school's budget 
that that coach takes. And Mike Gundy was tops in both of those. Now, the second one, the budget one, I didn't see the details on, so I can't point that out as being true. But the USA Today report just simply points out Mike's the highest-paid coach in the Big 12. Interesting timing. Yeah, I understand that, that people do these kinds of things all the time about how much college football coaches are paid. And m- most people would look at a college football coach's check and say, that's ridiculous. Well, is it? Because they're earning what they make the school. I mean, I, I think Mike Gundy makes the school probably more than they pay. They pay him. And I think the same thing probably happens for Nick Saban. And well, Saban makes 11 million something a year. So maybe not. I don't know. Probably so. You think about what the Alabama football means. I just think the, the timing is one of those deals where, okay, they're not having a great year. So let's point out that he makes more than everybody else in the Big 12. Were you pointing that out back when they were winning Fiesta Balls? And it probably was an article like that. Was it front page? No, but it's also been pointed out, too, when Gundy has started the season struggling. Mm-hmm. Was that 2014? Yep. All the seasons run together now. I think it's 14. You know, the OSU's kind of struggling a little bit, and then that's, that news starts coming out. So it's not totally surprising. It's not. Considering what's going on right now in Stillwater. I also saw one, too, with the what buyouts are right now, too. Mm-hmm. And kind of comparing <laughs> yeah. what buyouts are are out there, you mm-hmm. know, among the public universities. Yeah, because they, you know, not that not everybody has to report. You know, at Tulsa, USC, those the private schools don't have to tell you any of those things. I I know these things go out, and I get it. And I know people. If you're a fan, you don't care. And if you you know if you're someone who's believes that coaches are overpaid, then you're going to oh, look at that. See, I told you, I told you. Look what's happening over there. My point is this: is if you're going to do this story, do it every year, whether you're 11 and 0 or 0 and 11, and and don't make the timing such that just oh, by the way, you know. And, and look, the USA Today report is what it is. It comes out, but then to point it out again, front page about you know, hey, you know, they're struggling over there, and look what he's making. Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> I bet sometimes your articles aren't really good, too. <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't I don't always think it's fair. That's all there is to it. I get the numbers, I and you get to think what you want to think. I believe what I want to believe, and so do you. But sometimes the timing of this, to me, just seems like it's a gotcha moment. And I, I'm not much for gotcha moments, personally. That's why, I I mean, I don't take umbrage to the article from, from the standpoint of it's accurate. The timing of how we do it, to me, is... is yeah, in one of those. Gundy's salary, 14th among Division One coaches. He's right there with Luke Fickle, who left from Cincinnati to go to Wisconsin. And he just is uh, he's just a slight bit above Mike Norvell. Now remember, too, Coach Gundy's been there a long time, right? I mean, so he's been around, what is it, 19 years now? 2005. Yeah, so. yeah it's his 19th season. Yeah, uh, 18 years, coach. 19th yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, 19th season is the head coach. So he's been around and he's earned himself some money as the as this goes. Yes, I, I get I get it. I understand, but I mean, I, to me, it's just a little odd. You're welcome to to disagree if you like at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. I I have no problem with that, and I get the whole idea of you know you throw information out there because that's what we're here for. That's what uh, all media is here for. We're going to give you the information and let you decide. It's timing to me. Six thirty one on the Blitz eleven 
670. He's Scott File. I'm Rick Corey. You can go out to Pumpkin Town Farms at 61st and Garnett. You've driven by probably, seen the place, and thought, I wonder what's going on in there. Well, it does cost to get in, but we can help. We have a four-pack of tickets to give away. And all you have to do to do it is go to theblitztulsa.com. It is just theblitztulsa.com. And you can figure out right there, we're going to show you the little place where you can sign up so you can win a four-pack of tickets to go to Pumpkin Town Farms. Go to theblitztulsa.com here on the Blitz 1170. All right, so some of the three things we're following right now in sports, part of that is high school football. As tonight, you'll have Jinx right here on the Blitz 1170 at 630, or pardon me, at, yeah, 630, as they take on Norman North, coming off that loss to Westmore at home, an important game for those folks to go win. Also, we have changes in the NCAA yesterday. We're going to get into some of those portal rule changes in the uh, – the one that is getting the most attention is really the pictures, uh, <laughs> the photo shoots. And we'll get into that one a little bit later on. But, of course, the biggest story right now is Oklahoma, Texas, and who's going to win that one. One big, big deal for the Sooners. They're playing so much better defensively. As Scott said earlier, they actually have a quarterback this year because last year they might as well have been in the single wing. This year, though, playing much better defense. Coach is talking a little bit about Coach Venables. How much better right now Danny Stutzman is playing? Just his leadership. He just took it to another level. Just demanded a lot from his teammates. Uh, told the coaches to stand aside and had a wonderful summer uh, with the guys. And, and of course, that's, you know, he had a lot of willing uh, teammates that uh, went along, but a lot of them incredibly hard work on their own uh, all summer long. You're talking about Danny Stutzman and that Oklahoma defense, which is. Scott, you can say that this Oklahoma offense is is a lot better, and of course, because Dylan Gabriel is just healthy, it is. But I think the biggest question to me, the biggest change has been defensively. Last year, there were times even if Dylan Gabriel were healthy, that defense was going to make it a, a USC game. <laughs> Sorry, a Lincoln Riley game, and that's not what Coach Venables has ever been after. So this defense, to me, is the difference in this football team. And you saw it. Uh, Saturday against Iowa State had a little bit of trouble early, but they made the adjustments and then shut out Iowa State for the second half. Yep. Created a couple turnovers, which is huge, including a pick six. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, they're, it's, I don't want to say it's light years ahead of, of last year, but they are vastly pretty close last year. i mean it does it it gives you the feeling that your offense can struggle somebody can figure something out if your running game is not working and you can at least stay in the football game and what they what do they always say defense travels uh, and that can that can be the easiest way for you to keep yourself in a game. It's 641 here on the Blitz 1170. I want to remind you, too, we always honor the best in Oklahoma's high school football. We did it yesterday. We'll do it again next Wednesday. Right around 8 o'clock on Wednesdays, we present the Oklahoma High School Football Athlete of the Week, and it's presented by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Oklahoma. So we want to make sure that you remember that on Wednesdays around 8 o'clock, you can see if that player from your team or that player from maybe your household is the winner of our high school football athlete of the week right here on the blitz 1170 scott file and rick Corey. all right here it is in october all right scott i have to ask now this is a big deal at my house it might not be yours it might not be yours at home but you can tell me if it is or isn't at 918-262-5072 that's our text number do you watch halloween movies at home oh i do yeah do you pick them or does your wife? No, I do because she hates them. She does? Okay, now, I'm not just talking about slasher horror flicks. I'm talking about any kind of Halloween Okay, movie. well, then then it's both because right. she picks because uh, she loves Hocus Pocus. So like, All right, so you pick the slasher movies? Yeah. <laughs> I would have never taken you as a slasher movie guy. Really? No. Oh. No, no, not you. You just don't. You don't. 
you're wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't you doesn't strike me. All right, which of those slasher flicks do you like the best? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Friday the 13th always kind of has a special place in my heart just because, you know, growing up in the 80s and watching those movies and even though you watch them now and you're like, how did this scare me when I was little? <laughs> but, uh, well, because you were little, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but if you want to talk about, like, the, the movie that still, like, freaks me out today and it's considered a slasher, but it's really not is the Texas Chainsaw yes. Massacre. I saw that one at a drive-in and actually punched a guy by accident. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Sitting there in a 1963 Ford Galaxy 500, because that's what I drove, it cost my my uh, stepdad $25, and it took about two quarts of oil every four or five, four or five days. <laughs> I called it the wagon. It was, oh, it was ridiculous. And I'm sitting there with my girlfriend at the time, and the window is rolled down, and there was some... There were there were two I want to call them kids, but they were they were teenagers, and they were walking around apparently car to car trying to sell something, and to this day I don't know what it is they were trying to sell. All I know is at a very key point in the movie, somebody reached in and touched me on the shoulder. Oh, okay. Well, that's deserving of yeah. being. And I turned around and just slugged them right, and the kid falls backwards, and I jump out of the car because I've just you know just hit a kid who's now laying on his back, and he's going. Ah. And I, of course, apologized and then said, you know, gosh, maybe that's something you shouldn't have done. Especially during this movie <laughs> right, of all. Right. Yeah, I mean, somebody's about to get slashed and, and then this kid taps me on the shoulder. At any rate, I agree. I'm, but I'm asking that because at my house, it's a big deal. Uh, during October, and this began even before Delaney, although Delaney, who's now, at, you know, of course, a PhD student at A&M, even there with her. Um, she was the one picking them, right? So now everybody kind of goes around and picks at my house. So during October, if there's an evening when you're home and you get a chance to watch a little something, what are you watching? You're going to watch a um, Halloween movie. Now I ask because every year they put out the new list of what are the most viewed and streamed Halloween movies. I don't know if it's even a thing at your house. As a matter of fact, if you're listening, and if you're not, you wouldn't know anyway. But if you are, 918-262-5072, do you watch Halloween movies at the house? And if so, what do you watch? I'd like to know what your favorites are, something that you won't watch or something. I'm not a slasher guy, although anything with Jamie Lee Curtis in it, I'll watch. And so in the Halloween movies, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Don't care how many they make. Don't care how old she gets. I'm in. I am 100% in on my five. All right, so what do you think the number one all-time very favorite Halloween movie in the world is? And this freaked me out because I don't agree. I'm going to say, I'm going to go with The Exorcist. Oh, now that's scary, too. Or the or Jaws. I'll say either I, I one. never but saw it, The Exorcist because it scared me just to think about. Actually, the scariest I ever saw was The Omen. The Omen. See, I've never seen Omen. I've seen The Exorcist. Oh, the I've Omen. Never. I didn't sleep for days after watching The Omen. The, the one movie that scared me to death was Poltergeist. Oh, yeah. That oh, still yeah, scares yeah. me. They're here. And with the clown, the clown doll yeah that oh, oh yeah i never saw the chucky movies and i haven't seen it clowns don't freak me out but that clown did just the pictures of them so i haven't seen that have you seen the picture there's uh, a <laughs> on the way on route 66 going up toward oklahoma city there is an old gas station that's abandoned that sits there and somebody dressed in a creepy clown costume and stood in the door which is you know the door's gone right so it's just dark behind him and and then holding a sign that says free hugs. 
No, that's creepy, too. All right, so the number one, all time, according to, now this comes from a study from Voodoo and uh, Hulu and um, Fandango and others, Hocus Pocus, your wife's favorite. She loves that movie. Now, my my middle, Lindsay, uh, she loves it, too. Absolutely loves it. And they put out a second version of that one, too. Yeah, and I heard that one wasn't as good. And that's hard to believe. <laughs> All right, number two, Nightmare Before Christmas. See, I've never seen that movie. I have, and I just can't decide which how, you know holiday it's really about. Number three is Beetlejuice. I love Beetlejuice now. It's grown on me. I didn't like it when it originally came out, but it's grown on me. And I still don't consider that a Halloween movie. Oh, I, mean, I, I know it kind I, of is. Kind but... of is, right? Well, that's like considering Die Hard a Christmas Christ- movie, right? Yeah. It's, it's one of those. It, I mean, he's when he's sitting there at the end and he's trying to sneak the uh, the number away from the headhunter. Yeah, <laughs> I just think it's funny. <laughs> you know, friends are calling me on the horn, going to you know shopping center openings. Casper number four, I do not agree with that. A Quiet Place number five, never saw it. Mm-mm. Number six, Poltergeist. There you go. Ugh. Number seven, you know, if you get past. Some language and the initial ninety seconds. Zombie Land is a riot, and it's number seven. And I love Zombie Land, but you do have to get past that two minutes at the beginning. That's ridiculously gory, fake gory, but gory. And then you're going to get some language in there. But I like Zombie Land. Heredity number eight, never saw it. Halloween number nine, <laughs> number ten, The Shining. Then Trick or Treat, Midsummer, Tyler Perry's Madea Halloween. Oh, for the love of goodness. Ma, never heard of it. It, Death Becomes Her, which I, you know, it had its moments. Us, Child's Play, Get Out, and then Halloween, the 78 version. So Hocus Pocus, number one on the list. What is your number one Halloween movie? Lenny, you can let us know at 918-262-5072. 648 on the Blitz 1170. When we come back, it'll be time for this day in sports history from Scott. Then we're going to be visiting with Damar Neely. Just saw him upstairs with the news on 6. He'll be on his way down here in a moment. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Air Solutions and why you should be getting hold of Keith Hillegas, my friend. Keith is, without question, one of the most trustworthy guys I've ever met. I mean, just a, he's just a guy who likes to do his job, do his business, take care of his family, and go fish. I mean, it really is that simple. And his business is Air Solutions. He is uh, as good as you will ever get when it comes to coming and taking care of your HVAC, your plumbing, or, or your electrical. This dude has always been uh, just, well, he's just always been there for me. So I want to tell you a little about what they do. First of all, you can replace anything that you're looking to replace, and they carry every brand known to man. However, I would ask that you at least ask about carrier products because when you do ask about carrier products, you're going to find the absolute finest when it comes to HVAC. It just lasts forever. That's one of the best things about it. They also do, as I said, plumbing and electrical, and they'll do the tune-ups from your units for under 95 bucks. That's a really good deal. I'd under 90 bucks. That's an even better deal. So as we transition from one season to another to make sure that HVAC is in good shape, have at least those tune-ups done. If you need it replaced, then just make a payment plan like we did 12 years ago, and you can get it done. Locally owned, locally operated. The gentlemen and the ladies in those green vans, they take care of you in I mean, you know, really all over northeastern Oklahoma. It's simple for you to be a part. Call 918-528-4112. It's 918-528-4112. And then remember, when you need solutions for plumbing, HVAC, or electrical, just remember these words, Air Solutions. It is now 6.51 on the Blitz 1170. Dave Marnelli's in the house. We'll talk to him in a few moments. We'll get this day in sports history with Scott File as well. A little later on today, Ryan Aber, our OU Insider, right here on the Blitz. I want to remind you, too, you can win tickets to see the Cowboys play the Washington Commanders on Thanksgiving. 
and get $500 spending cash. We're going to give you tickets, then we're going to give you money. That sounds like a really good deal. All you have to do to register is to go out tonight and see the guys who do the show. That's Pop and Colby. They will be out at River Spirit Casino at the Scoreboard Sports Bar between 3 and 6. Go see them tonight. They'll have a QR code out there. You can you can visit with them if you like or simply just scan that, and you can be signed up to win Dallas Cowboys tickets on Thanksgiving where they will take on the commanders, plus we give you $500 spending cash. All right, at 6.55, I am proud to welcome into our studios. He's just been upstairs on TV. He's been a TV star, so, you know, let's see how that affected him. Damar Neely from Union High School. Hi, good morning, Damar. How are you? Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm good. I'm great. Uh, well, I, I would imagine you just had yourself a really good time. Damar was our Heart of a Champion winner. That was what you heard us have people vote on right here on the Blitz 1170. And then Blue Cross Blue Shield took you to Oklahoma City for the Champions of Health Gala, and you got a chance to meet and exchange jerseys with Damar Hamlin. Yeah, <laughs> it was so crazy. All right, first of all, when they told you you had won and told you what you had won, how did you feel? What were you thinking? <laughs> I was emotionless, actually. I was like, it was all like just crazy to me. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't like grasp everything because it was like so fast. Like, I was still looking for an email that I was told that, um, that was going to be sent to me, and then I was just told I won it. And I was like, like what What am I supposed to do? And I was just, like, so excited and so ecstatic. <laughs> it was so fun. And then you get a chance to go to the dinner itself. First of all, I mean, yeah, it's cool meeting De- uh, meeting uh, DeMar Hamlin, but what would they serve you for dinner? Ooh, it was, it was so <laughs> good. It was, like, some mashed potatoes uh, with carrots on top and mm-hmm. some, like, meat in the middle. It was super good. Yeah. I, I'm not a big veggie guy, but I ate all my veggies that time. <laughs> there you go. There you go, Damar. I got to tell you, and Scott, you know this, I've broadcast Union football for 21 years, and I've got, I've had several favorite players along the way, and this kid right here is one of them. Although we've never really met. I mean, I'm a, yeah. I, I broadcast the team's games, but I'm upstairs. Yeah. You know, and I'm rolling in, getting everything done. I'm not down there on the sidelines. I've watched practice and that kind of thing, so I'm just a fat, bald guy that's out of practice <laughs> every now and then. But I've never even been in, in the same room necessarily like this, but I've I've always enjoyed your effort from the very first moment you walked on campus that's been you is that is that kind of your mo yeah that's my that's my that's just what i am as a person and what i've like just been um told and told to do and just learn from other people um just growing up from how i grew up all i knew was to go get it to just give effort and it all fall back in return and that's all i pride myself on and just doing good for other guys and doing good for myself as well. You just kind of touched on this. Obviously, you were the heart of a champion. Where does that heart of a champion come for you? Um, it just comes from leading and just being me at just at the most of it. Like, um, of course, I've um, learned from other people how to be a champion. Um, like my coach, Coach Fred, and just a bunch of guys that have showed me the way how to lead and how to be a champion um and i just pride myself on just just learning and seeing what i can do to be the best version for my guys and for myself as well because um you don't get that much opportunities to do that so i pride myself on that and i just take advantage of it every single day yeah those opportunities when you're young it seems like they're going to be forever yeah. now you're at, at the place where you are and you realize i don't have much much that much more time right. left do you look around and think about that at every practice every game does that is that front of mind for you 100% um coach fred always says seniors you only have this much time left it's it's gone this fast and i look at it like 
what can I do to get this much out of my guys today? What can I do to get this much out of my guys this week? Because to me, it's not about me. It's about what can I do for those guys and what can like I zoom out of them? What can I like feed them? What can I just do for them? Because when I'm gone, it's them. Like I've done, I've done all I could do and I want them to like carry that on. So that's what I'm big on and just feeding them and like keeping them upright, you know? You got to leave a legacy, right? Leave a legacy. There's no question. All right. So so tell me about going to meet DeMar. So here we are at the dinner and all that. You got to be feeling a little nervous, right? Oh, a hundred percent. I was nervous. Um, I was I, w- I was nervous, but, like, it wasn't, like, super bad. But um, just hearing them talk on stage and then hearing my name um, when I'm going up there, it was exciting. But, like, like you know, I was kind of nervous, but it was just, it was just so fun because he wasn't, like, the normal, typical celebrity. He was so, like, just, like, he – it wasn't hard to talk to him at all. It wasn't hard to talk to him at all. It was – it was it was easy like cuz he just woke me like a brother like he was like okay like like you're you're one of mine like he called me family and all that so it was it was so fun to talk to him and it was like i don't know it was just a blur like it was kind of out of body yeah it was out of body but he took me in like family and it was so it was easy easy talking to him and we talked about football, where he went to college, his little brother, how he played football, and just he asked me what I want to do with this opportunity and what I want to do with my life. And I told him, it's God willing. It's God willing. Whatever God has planned for me is what I'm going to do. I saw the jersey swap. So he's standing there with a union jersey. Yeah. <laughs> and you're standing there with a Bills jersey. Yeah. That's got to be a picture you keep the rest of your life. That's oh. pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it was crazy because... He didn't know I was giving him a jersey. Like, he thought it was going to be a jersey swap, and then I take the jersey back. I was like, no, no, this is yours. <laughs> this is yours. This is yours. Um, Did he say what he's going to do with it? Um, No, he didn't. He didn't tell me what he was doing it, but whatever he's going to do with it is is for him because, I mean, I know it was hard to get a jersey like that because my, <laughs> my equipment changed. It doesn't give jerseys Coach, out. Yeah, Coach, Coach Davis, Davis does yeah, not he, give jerseys no, out. No, he does not give jerseys out. There's no question about that. I can just see, though, I just got this picture in my mind that in DeMar's house, there's your jersey. Yeah. Right, hanging up yeah. there. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And it's it's crazy because, like, we have almost identical names. So, mm-hmm. um, But, yeah, whatever he chooses to do with that, I will be like, extremely blessed because I'm glad that he gave me his jersey and I'm glad that I could give him something in return. Did you have any like one-on-one time with him and what was that like? Yeah, we talked we talked a bit um one-on-one um when the back and we were talking about how school's going and um what's he doing to get back in shape and what he's doing to stay in shape and um he told me that there's two things to when you get to the Big league, there's two things that really come in hand, and that's disciplined and work ethic because everyone has it up there, and everyone mm-hmm. everyone is ready to take somebody else's spot, so you gotta you gotta keep your head on the swivel and and he takes that he doesn't take that um lightly, so he was talking about yeah how it how it was to get back and how Sunday was mm-hmm. you know he was he was nervous getting back out there, but he said he was just blessed and um grateful to be in that. 
be in that presence. We're talking to Damar Neely from Union. He was our Heart of a Champion winner, so we exchanged jerseys with Damar Hamlin at the Heart of a Champions or at the Champions of Health Gala. Did he talk to you at all about his incident? Um, Not to me, but he talked to, like, everyone. When he was on stage, he was talking about, like, when he, when he, when it happened to him, he he didn't know, but whenever somebody asks him, he says, the marathon, the marathon's still going. So <laughs> there you go. He 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 always says that. Um, he said it was like a. He said it was like, it was. He didn't say it was crazy to him, but he said it was just like a blessing that he can look look at now and mm. see what he can do with that and what he's done with that and what how he's helped everybody after that mm-hmm. um, is just crazy. Like. Yeah, the AEDs he's handed out for yeah. schools and things like that, and the, and doing what he did here, coming to speak and letting other people know that you know, as a matter of fact, the the number of people who took CPR yeah. went up after this. I mean, it was certainly he had an effect. There's no question. Yeah. You speaking of having an effect now that you're a senior, and I, I mentioned earlier, you know, you're a guy who came in as a running back, and I always loved to watch you as a running back <laughs> because I mean, you had to have five or six guys to drag this guy down. I mean, he wasn't going to stop running. <laughs> I don't care what uh, what time it was in the game or you know where we were in a score but you've switched and played a lot of defense this year how do you like that um it's another opportunity opportunity for me to get on the field and whenever I can get on the field and play with my brothers and ball out that's that's the opportunity I'm going to take but it's been fun it's different from like running the ball and trying to juke somebody out to like trying to tackle them now but it's just been fun and I've been taking it with a grain of salt and learning every day from my great coaches that coached me and I've just been having fun with it, and I'm so blessed to be an opportunity. So what legacy do you want to leave at Union? What, do you, what When people remember you next year, you know, when Damar was here, what do you want them to say? I want them to say that Damar was a stand-up guy. Damar was a leader. Damar was someone that didn't take for himself, but he took for other people. He he helped other people when they needed the help. He, he just brung that light to the team that everybody needed. If somebody was having a bad day, Daymar could help them. If somebody was having a good day, Daymar could help them and have make them have a better day. I just want to leave that legacy. I want to, I want them to, when they say my name, to know that Daymar was always willing to help. Daymar was always willing to give a hand and just to take after my championship mindset and always just be, just always be themselves and always just want to be better for themselves. There you go, Scott. As Coach Fred said, you only have a few opportunities left. It's hard to believe we're already halfway through the high school season. Yeah. What kind of goals do you have for you and yourself for for your team uh, the rest of the regular season here? Take take one game at a time and just cherish the moment of being with each other because not anything. Don't take anything for granted because none of it is. And just playing one game at a time and every week and week out just wanting to be there and taking accountability and just doing your job and one game at a time leads to a gold ball you know so (laughs) that's what we want and that's what we're priding ourselves on and that's what we're trying to go get and obviously that continues tomorrow night Uh, at least you don't have to travel tomorrow night get a chance to be in town which is great (laughs) after going up to UConn last week so how do you feel about the rest of the season this team to me is getting better yeah yeah um I feel good. Um, it's, it's places that we can be better in, mm-hmm. but that's why we practice. That's why we um, do these little things right. Um, but I feel I feel like this game is going to be 
another turning point for us. So last week we had that big win against UConn. Mm -hmm. um, they were a great team. This team we this this time we have to just keep going. We have to build on that. And um, Coach Fred always says playoff heat, and we have to get into that that heat mode um, yep. before we hit the playoffs. And that's what we're. Um, um, priding ourselves on this week, and you better get it done. It's it's, it's Norman <laughs> Norman team coming in at two and four, but next week it's a Mustang team mm -hmm. that also blew out last week, but yeah. is traditionally really good and oh, one yeah. of the tougher teams in high school football. Well, Daymar, it's been a pleasure uh, watching you from the booth and calling your name, and I'm really proud of you for winning this for uh, yourself and for the guys that you are around every day. I think that's just tremendous. Thank you very much for coming up. Thank you, for, thank you for having me. I appreciate you so much. You don't know. Yeah, it's Dave Martinelli. He is, of course, from Union High School, and he's our heart of a champion winner. Seven oh seven on the Blitz eleven seventy. Scott Files in the next room. He is warming up the voice for this day in sports history. Still to come, Ryan Aber from the Oklahoma at seven thirty. We'll get our inside for OU Texas at about seven fifty. Kirk Frederick, that dude right there, is head coach. We'll talk about this game against Norman, and then at eight thirty this morning, Travis Hill, head football coach over at Muskogee. In the meantime, we're going to talk OU Texas baseball playoffs tonight's. NFL game, if you can call it an NFL game, really. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Anyway, we'll get into more of that coming up here on the Blitz. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.